0: Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and the first rule of book club is tell everyone about book club.
1: I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk. And we're drinking a beer. This beer, Nate, you brought it, is the biggest
0: bottle. This is called, well, it's kind of, you know, giving away a little bit of the plot already, but this is called Hole in the Head, like W-H-O-L-E and it will become very clear after hearing about this book why this beer connects
1: so you've probably seen the movie fight club more yes. more likely than read I'm the t- book than you've read the book which this is one of the few cases where yeah, it's pretty much the same thing very close yeah the movie really captured the important parts of the book and changed things only for like cinematic purposes yeah like time mm-hmm. purposes and to some degree budget they condensed a few storylines well they cut out they cut out some other stuff other jobs well, did they?
2: Mm. Oh. In the book, he's got he like he works at the movie theater and stuff. But in the and uh, the when he blackmails his boss, well, that's
0: because it's Tyler working at the movie theater. Oh, he yeah. says he got he got him a job at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they changed that, but only slightly. They just kind of
1: streamlined it. Right. Okay. So let's talk about this beer first. This is by the gigantic brewing company. It is. Do they only make large bottles? I'm not
2: that sure. That would be funny. I hope I, they do. I don't think I've ever I'd had. I'd be really, it really disappointed that. if they make small regular bottles. I think it'd be awesome
1: if they made tiny bottles, Maybe those seven ounce bottles, and little nips. It's to make you feel gigantic. More. Hole in the Head Imperial IPA, a freaking hop bomb! Bright, multi-layered citrus hop aromas and flavors blow up your face with just the right amount of hop bitterness to back it all up. It is eight and a half percent alcohol, and it is. Well, what do you think? I think they're right about just about, I think just it's good. the right amount of bitterness. Yeah, it's not very bitter. I wouldn't call it a hop bomb. Well, what else do you what else do you
0: taste? It's kind of fruity. I mean, it, the hops those, are in there, but it's hops. not super strong. That fruitiness is the hops.
1: Yeah, I like their uh, their slogan on their bottle cap is "Taste the awesome." It's very straightforward. It's better than "Taste the asshole," or <laughs> which is the shittles uh. slogan. <laughs> 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 they really careful I, reaching into that bag. I, <laughs> I know I didn't make that up. That's like definitely stole it from somewhere. <laughs> Nowadays, eight point five percent is not a very big double IPA. Mm-hmm. I think there's some bigger things out there. So this is a, it's a large bottle, though. So <laughs>
2: you drink the whole bottle; it counts as like a whole bunch of IPAs. Well, it's like double strength beer, double size beer. That's like nine
1: beers, <laughs> math wise. That's just arithmetic right there. So the main character's book does not have a name. Yeah, he is just the narrator, and he is a sort of just dude. He's just an office drone guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. whose life is he thinks fine, like he's content with it. It's very, you know, he's just <laughs> kind of bored. He has his job. He has his apartment. And he lives to buy the next end table that's gonna like totally finish that room. And then after that's done, then he'll go do the, you know, buy the right set of plates. So he's done with that. He's all about like putting things in order and having very structured but banal existence.
0: It's a metaphor for consumerism.
1: You know, I totally identify with him though, know, like <laughs> as a homeowner, like my wife and I would sit around we're like, you know, this year's gonna be great when we paint that room, then that's done for a while. <laughs> and that's Thrilling to me now. Pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. It's like,
2: oh, sweet. Domesticated. Different oh. strokes for different folks.
1: Well, that's one of my criticisms of the book, is that, like, well, when we get to it, what happens? So, uh, the narrator works for a car company, right? Yeah. And well,
0: okay, the book kind of jumps around a bit, but the book starts with him going to the support groups, and you only find true. out later his stuff with the car company, which is also, you know, pretty fucked up, but he's, you he, he find him, because he's going to these support groups, and... He's going to these support groups because he can't sleep, because he's just so miserable. He has terrible insomnia. He can't sleep, but he goes to these support groups because his doctor says, "Oh, you want to see real pain? Go to the blah 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 in the basement of the church." The terminal, yeah. terminal testicular cancer guys, his brain it, parasites. Exactly. Yeah. After being able to go to these support groups, he's able to sleep. It's sort of like he's able to see other people's pain, I think it's just where like he a can release cathartic his cathartic release because he yeah.
1: cries when he's he weeps into Meatloaf's boobs. <laughs> yes, Bob's that big is, tits. That is true. Yeah. And he, he cries and then he sleeps like a baby. And
0: that's basically how the book starts. Yeah, right.
1: But he's not, he doesn't identify as being miserable. He identifies as being just kind of.
0: It's just like sleep. a. He thinks he's normal. He thinks he's doing right. exactly what he's supposed to be doing. He just happens to be miserable, but he doesn't even know how miserable he is. Sort of. Fair. Yeah.
1: He makes a friend. Right. Well, he makes two friends.
0: Well, he may have. Uh, <coughs> a lady, friend. lady well, yeah, friend. Let's talk about the lady friend first, because she actually appears first. Marla? So, he's at the uh, testicular cancer support group, and this is still right, right at the very beginning. Testicular cancer support group, and a woman walks in, and she just, been, she just has been told, oh, this is a cancer support group, right? <laughs> but obviously, she doesn't have t- t- testicular cancer. So, anyway, know. she goes through the whole thing, and with the other people.
1: She clearly doesn't have t- testicular cancer, but, you know, doesn't have any of the cancers, like he doesn't. And uh, they are kindred spirits, Maybe. I mean, there's multiple kindred spirits in this. It's true, but since most of our beers kind of refer to other things in the book, ooh, that is dark. You brought this, Jimmy. This is Innocent Gun Barrel Aged Kindred Spirits, a stout matured with Irish whiskey barrel staves, and it does not. S- and it's six point one percent alcohol. Okay, it is it is dark? It looks quite dark. It's a nice, tasty stout. So it's just barrel staves, not
0: in a barrel.
2: Yeah. They just like throw the barrel staves in there.
1: Yep, I think that's a cheaper
2: way to do it.
0: Like you break up the barrels into chunks and no, just it's put some chunks in. Tullamore
1: mm-hmm. Dew barrels. Tully Dew. Is that what they call it? If you're fucking shitfaced, yeah. you might call it Tully Dew. <laughs> uh, I know one person who's ever called it Tully Dew, but he was shitfaced, so and he got pregnant that night <laughs> in the butt. <laughs> um, what do you think of the beer? It's fine. It's it's, it's
2: it's it's pretty
1: it's, it's a stout. Yeah, I'm not really getting the barrel flavor out of this. Not a huge amount. I'm not getting any whiskey notes. Disappointing. I guess the Innocent Gun has the most interesting sounding beers, and I'm always disappointed in them. Like interesting titles, or D- like the, the, the same, like the, the, the things they It's do. like, oh, here's our IPA aged in rum with rum barrels. Like, that sounds quite inside cool. Inside of a polar bear's taint foot. <laughs> this is aged inside of a whale's vagina. Oh, San Diego. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> San Diego. And then and you have it. And you're like, this just kind of tastes like an IPA, or this just kind of tastes like a stat. Like the, b- one thing I think is, this is 6.1% alcohol. Most barrel-aged beers are like 9%, 10%. Do they get that from the whiskey? They might get a touch of it, but the majority, it's just a, they put a bigger beer in there. Because it's a fresh barrel, it's going to have some fresh whiskey or scotch or whatever the hell it is taste. Yeah. You need something that can balance that out. So I feel like the, the the whiskey stays is a weaker thing, so they make a weaker beer, and it's just overall, overall, this doesn't really work for me. Yeah. And I'm disappointed. Yet again, innocent gun. Sorry. I want to like it. I want so badly to like it, but it's not. not doing it for me. So the narrator meets Marla and um, hates her. Like, she's his nemesis, sort she's of. She's blowing up his spot. Well, she stole his, his game. The bitch. And um,
0: yeah. <laughs> a bunch of other things happen next. Yeah, like what uh, happens I'm actually, next? I'm actually completely blanking. You know well, next? all right. So he, uh, the story is not told it's not in chronological order. The story order. is
2: very
1: scatterbrained, which yeah, for sure. makes sense later. But. So as, as the narrator is traveling around for his job, his job is to go to other cities or places where there have been car accidents. The company he works for owns that automobile, and the, it's it's, the,
2: it's those cars.
1: Yeah, It's their cars, and it's to figure out. Is it a mis- mistake of the car? Is it something that could be, in the case, you know, they could issue a recall for? Is As it, it cost-effective to have a recall? Yeah, what's better? Is it to just let a certain number of people die and just pay out uh, settlements? Or would it be cheaper to just have a recall and pay for that? Which is dark and probably is a real thing. 100% that's real.
0: And <laughs> most of the time, it's cheaper not to do the recall.
1: Unless you're that Japanese airbag manufacturer mm-hmm. that made every airbag in the world.
0: <laughs> that's a lot of airbags. Have
1: you heard about the story, though? I forget what they're called, but basically like hundreds of millions of airbags have to be recalled from this company. So they are not even able to produce replacement parts in a way that's timely for those people. It's not like you could just say, oh, let me go. I mean, uh, you don't drive, but are you sure you can imagine how it license. Good for you. I got it last year. Just in time for your 30th birthday. Yeah. (laughs) I think I got a little after my 30th birthday. Well, we've had a few recalls on our car The Corolls Royce, and we (laughs) had to, (laughs) which usually means on one of my days off, I have to take it in to the Toyota place and sit around with my thumb in my ass for a few hours as they replace some electronic component. You get a thing in the mail, and they're like, go call this number, make sure it actually applies to your car, again, go to a service center that does this, and then you don't pay anything. And then they have the parts there, usually, and it's a few hours. But for this airbag thing, they don't have the replacement airbags, so... And it's illegal to disable... So basically, when the airbag goes off, it kills motherfuckers very rarely. Like, it explodes instead of ex- inflating. It's too forceful. So people have died from the airbag, which is ironic. Counterintuitive. So it's illegal to just disable the airbag. You know, just say, all right, fuck it, until I get a replacement, just take out the death balloon. <laughs> but no, you have to drive around your car knowing, oh, it's a chance that your your face will explode in a fender bender until they get their shit together. and And several times, this is like over a year now they have, the company has had to say, oh, actually, it's also these 40 million other cars, too. Does this one
2: company make every
1: airbag on Earth or something? They're one of the big manufacturers. I mean, how many how many airbag manufacturing companies are that there? literally guess, right? has never occurred to me. I, I, I never assume they just,
2: the company put it in their own car, but I guess that doesn't make sense. Well, they might,
1: the company might, you know, Toyota or... You install know, them. Install it, but yeah, the components okay. made somewhere else. That makes sense, I guess. Uh, that's a, a real-life connection to Fight Club, which was written like 25 years ago now, so or 22 years ago, something like that it's been a while, hasn't it? 96, maybe 98 the book came out somewhere, maybe 20 years now. I don't know. The movie was it's, 99? Yeah, the book is the mid to late 90s. Yeah. So it's okay. quite old. It's a while.
0: Yeah, in the movie, too. The movie is badass, but and the book is, too. So anyway, the main character, he's flying everywhere, and on one of his flights, he meets
1: Tyler. Well, he, that's in the movie. He does not meet Tyler on the plane in the book. Where does he meet him? He meets him on nude beach. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, it that's doesn't. right.
1: It's hard to, because the movie is, it's like, it's been an hour You know,
2: collective unconscious for like thirty years, almost now.
0: Yeah, I saw it multiple times before I ever twenty years.
2: Twenty years. Yeah, so like, it's hard to remember what the book actually did because
1: every every part I remember is like, wait, that was the movie shit. The movie really faithfully reproduced a lot of the shit in the book, as we said, down to the dialogue. And one of the things that you're thinking about for this scene is he's like, you know, you wake up in Seattle, you wake up in Albuquerque, you wake up in. It does take a lot
2: of direct lines from Mm -hmm.
1: it, but in the book, actually. The main character goes to a nude beach, and he falls asleep, and he wakes up, and there's nobody else on the beach except for this other person, this
0: stranger? Mm-hmm. This, <coughs> this a stranger. He's a stranger. Who is building something weird.
1: And you know, this we beer is called The Stranger. Nate, you brought this. Why so Why would you bring such a thing?
0: Well, I think we've pretty much already explained it, but oh. because the main <laughs> character meets a stranger. But is he really a stranger? What does it say on the front? This is
1: a little bit crazy. This is Clown Shoes Beer, The Stranger, a Wheat India Pale Ale. And it says, oh, there's a little thing here. It says, our mission, to produce beer without pretension while being free and a little crazy. Well, when you name your beer after a French postmodern novel, it's a little pretentious. Or is that not postmodern? I don't know.
2: I don't know what that really even means. Like Camus. I really like this man on the front, though. Yeah. It's like
1: mud giant thing. Walking with an astronaut. Okay, yeah, so, Wheat India Pale Ale, that's an interesting take. I was trying to find out why people would put wheat in an IPA. There's the flavor element, of course, to give it more of like a banana bread quality. But also, it, wheat is a trick a lot of home brewers use to make their beer have a more dense head when it's poured. Is the head important? Well, head helps with the smell. If it don't, have, it gets... how the no, sm- the, They burst. And exactly. And it's also just... Little smell bombs. For, especially if you're a competitive brewer... That's a thing that, that judges are going to look for, that it has to have a certain level of head, right? So certain beers pour almost flat. That's not always desirable. It's not desirable, usually. This is, uh, this is fantastic.
0: This is good. It has like a citrusy flavor. No, not citrus.
1: Like a it is. It's like banana
2: bread.
0: Actually, I'm tasting pineapple, which is... Oh, which is Ooh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. got like a pineapple
2: flavor. This is, this is lovely.
1: Really? I, I don't like it that much. It's not my thing.
2: This is totally my thing.
1: I don't like the no, this uh, is good.
2: clovey kind of flavor in there. I do like the clove stuff usually.
0: Do you, am I imagining that in there,
2: like some sort of? I mean, that's stuff I usually like and stuff. Yeah, so I believe it. I mean, but I don't this, actually know.
0: This is only an IPA with wheat. That's the only extra thing. That's, to that's
1: have? what they say. And it's that's
0: a this strong is IPA. A it's a really interesting, interesting flavor. 7. seven point seven seven percent alcohol, I
2: think. Yeah, that's, wow. it doesn't really say. There's no story. Despite yeah, the nothing. weird name. the picture is super intense and weird. <laughs> I guess they're a German company.
1: No, they're totally Amer- American. Those dudes, astronauts holding a German flag balloon. I think this is American American company. It'll stay on the side there, but you're... Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I like the beer. Ipswich sure. Mass. Which mass? Ipswich. Critical.
2: <laughs> this is this is fantastic. Anyway, Go so... Go to town, gentlemen.
0: So anyway, the main character who, you, get you know, it all in is... Me. The main character who doesn't have a name, he meets Tyler, and then...
1: Tyler is building a little structure on the sand. Would you say it he's lo- building a mystery? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's building a mystery. Um... God damn it. (laughs) It's the only Sarah McLachlan song I could think of. Uh, Well, the other one's like, and they are Um, the angel. Adia. It's a good jam too. Man, sometimes you just don't play Little Fair, Jimmy. (laughs) And play dirty. (laughs) Sarah McLachlan (laughs) jokes. So, (laughs) So,
0: Yeah, so so he's Tyler. He's making
1: a hand out of driftwood. That's what Tyler's doing. But not just like a hand, he's making it so the shadow is a hand. And he's going to sit there in the shadow for one minute when the sun is in the right position. very weird. And like, and then when it's done, he just walks away. Like he spends all this time to have this moment. It's like Tyler Durden invents mindfulness. <laughs> He's the He's first a Zen I'm, master. It's like I'm just going to sit here for this. I'm going to be in the moment as I make my driftwood hand. It's the, it's, a, it's in the shadow, so it's not the heat of the moment.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so um, so anyway, then the main character goes back home. But like whatever this is, he goes back home and he gets there to find out that his apartment has blown up. Kapow. Right? His apartment <laughs> has blown all of his like amazing IKEA furniture is on the it ground. Is, it is weird to talk about
2: like his great like furniture and his like super trendy it's stuff. IKEA it's, sure. like, it's IKEA.
0: Yeah, I know. At really, the time, like,
2: I guess IKEA maybe was Maybe that like... had a different connotation in the 90s. It wasn't just for
1: dorms? It wasn't
2: just like, was it dorms and divorced dads? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, you got IKEA the Fjord Pnorton. That's $12. <laughs> <laughs> I've never purchased a single thing from IKEA. I can't tell you anything about it.
0: I have quality-wise. I definitely have. It's fine.
2: I mean, some of it's cheap, but like I have tables from it, and it's solid as shit. I think it varies based on.
1: I'm not above it. I mean, I bought shit from Bobs, so it's not like I'm. (laughs) It's not like it's beneath me. I just have (laughs) never been to IKEA. They're fine. We've not crossed paths.
0: Totally fine. So anyway, his his house blew up, and then so he doesn't have anywhere to stay. He literally only has his suit. Wasn't his suitcase also destroyed? Wasn't his suitcase also missing?
2: It was, like, lost or something. His yeah. suitcase got held by the
1: airline because it was vibrating.
0: Yeah, because it was vibrating.
1: And they thought it was a dildo. Exactly. Well, it could be, it could be it said, you know, bombs don't make a ticking sound, but bombs might vibrate. But nine times out of ten, it's just a dildo. Or, um, or no, a, no know. nine times out of ten, it's a men's shaver. Yeah. But once in a while, it's a dildo.
0: Which well, I think that was in the movie, too, right?
1: Definitely that
2: was okay. definitely in the movie, but it was also definitely in the book. Yeah. No,
1: I read the book, like, yeah. three days ago. Oh, okay. So it was all very fresh for right? me. Yeah.
0: So um so he anyway he calls Tyler because he doesn't have any place to stay. Or I at least have, he I don't have any friends, Tyler. just that
2: guy I met on a nude beach. <laughs> so <laughs> he's he, open to new ideas.
0: And he meets Tyler at a at a bar or something, and then they are like, Yeah, okay, yeah, you can stay with me and they do some stuff, talk about life, and then
1: but you have to do something for me. Yeah. He's like, the, the, the favor, can you stay with me? You have to do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Does he like not, not tell him what it you don't really find out what it is right away though? 'Cause they like kind of break
2: at that point and jump around a lot. Like it's not linear at all. Well I think no. he
1: says the favor and then it cuts to a different
2: thing. Yeah, it cuts it, to a different thing, but yeah, it's not just like tell me a favor, what is it? Punch me in the face. You need to
1: hit me as hard as you can. Yeah. And that's what uh, that's what happens. And they fight.
0: And, and they fight right there. In the and in, they are in the yard in the parking, parking lot. lot. And that was the first fight club. And then and it was good. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I, I'm sure in the book, in the movie, this happened in different orders, but anyway, so they, they eventually start doing this thing, and they, uh, I don't exactly know how the first, the, how they actually got more people in It doesn't the really club. say, it just kind of Then, then just is. suddenly, that was the thing they did, every Saturday night in the, what, the basement of a bar that was, yeah, you know, it was like after it closed. two
1: dudes beating each other up, I was like, can I join in? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, they, like in the movie, they're like, are you okay? Which means something very different later on in the movie, but... Yeah. Then people are interested because there's the, the whole point of the Fight Club is it's exhilarating and makes you feel it's alive a bunch of again. Like,
2: working class, like, middle class dudes who are just bored and feeling unfulfilled makes you well, feel like a man again. Yeah, it yeah, taps into
1: this like animalistic side that's been squashed down by machismo. society. Machismo. 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 I don't know how you say that word. It's not mo. In some countries, <laughs> <laughs> we can we can go back to the cheese pumps. Oh, you just, oh, we can. You no. just say the word. The word is cheese. <laughs> 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 if I had, I mean, if I had any new ones that were different from last time, like any cheddar puns, I mean, better puns. Oh, then I'd make them. Speaking of Fight Club, we're gonna have this beer because it's it's a sound. It's called kapow. <laughs> uh, That's a, sound a lot of, of fist fighting. makes in comic books. Okay, it's not a sound fist makes in fisting. Otherwise, you're doing it wrong. Grease up your fist and like curly and uh, with mice and men. He's vaseline his hand. Vaseline's his hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I don't remember that. Because he wanted it's to soft. keep his hand soft, yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's super inside weird. And a glove. I mean, that's just polite when you fist. So this is from the Barrier Brewing Company. It's called Kapow. It is called, It is. called. It just says an IPA or an India Pale Ale. Does it say an alcohol content? I think it was 7 and And uh, 7%. Barrier produces more beers than... Angelina Julie produces children. Like they have, they adopted most of those kids. She's two, all right. So uh, like then those weird, who are the John and Kate plus eight these quiverful motherfuckers. <laughs> quiverful. That's what the fucking religion is called. They believe
2: it's, it's a quiverful because you have like, to like, have like, like arrows. Yeah, like you just have to keep making children to like fight Muslims
1: or some shit. Whatever they believe. I don't well, know. A lot of religions think you have to make a lot of babies. So oh, but they take it very, very seriously. Like, Multiply. Like,
2: that's like their number one thing. Like everyone else is like, don't be a dick. They're just like, just fucking shit out those don't kids. Don't be barren. <laughs> Don't be barren. If you're barren, you're not allowed to join. <laughs> Jesus.
1: So the Barrier produces a shit ton of beers. Like A lot of episodes now, we've had a Barrier beer on them just because they make so many and they have like weird names that they fit. I'm never disappointed that they're bad. Some of them are just kind of, you know, Ooh. nothing dramatic that this is, is a, super memorable for me. It's bright.
0: It's an IPA. It's a it crisp is, IPA. It's, it's very
1: IPA. It's light, light and for 7%. Pretty light tasting, body-wise, and it's not super hoppy. I think it could be a, a good a good beer to have a isn't a session. This is not something I would have a lot of. I would not have four of these. But I wouldn't sip this either and nurse it overnight. You know, the course of an hour because it's so. I mean, refined. I guess
2: I just I wouldn't because I don't want to pound a bunch of IPAs. But I mean, it's it's definitely a, a lighter beer. Certainly, you could yeah. drink it. It would be pleasant.
1: Yeah, it's my beer. Yeah, it's not too hoppy, not too bitter. It's it's a good oh, beer. It's nice. I don't know why they call it Kapow. There's this is no a, this margin. is a spring day. It Kapow, is. bright. Just like the day this episode is coming out. A spring day. Like we planned it. We definitely did. We did. So they form the Fight Club, and hilarity ensues.
0: Right. As in, the first rule of Fight Club, you know that whole spiel, we don't need to go through it. If you don't, fuck you. You clearly haven't been living. So anyway, um, they go to the Fight Club. No shirts,
1: no shoes, no dice.
0: (laughs) And so, you know, the main character... He feels like he's alive again, you know, even though he shows up to work every day with, like, black eyes, you know, and... Dude, the whole the whole book, they left out this part of the movie, he's got a butthole in his cheek. Oh, yeah, that's right. His
2: unhealing butthole wound. Because he's getting, he's, like, teeth falling out every day. Well, like, they knock his, I guess they punch him in the face and, like, knock a teeth into his cheek, and it just makes, like, a gaping wound... And it just never heals. He's talking about his cheek hole. It's like, that's super weird. Hence, hole in the head also works for that, too. Mm, yes. Oh, yeah. For, um, yeah. I mean, I forgot about that other hole in his head.
1: <laughs> so he's going to work looking like he just got, you know, mugged or something, like violently beaten up, blood dripping out of his face. You <laughs> it's can drink ridiculous. a pint of blood before you get sick. Yeah, that's a gross, gross stat. Is it true? Well, I mean, you know what? I will say one thing about Chuck Palahniuk's books. He find he puts these like weird details in them like that all the time. Do you think he drank a pint of his own blood? I don't and think so, like, he that's where did, you get it. He probably read that somewhere because he does a lot of research to find weird shit. Like if you ever read a uh, Survivor by him, there's like a ton of weird home etiquette shit in that book. Like
2: home etiquette.
1: Like the best way to get this stain out of you know this fabric is to use this like that kind of stuff. No, all right. Because that's part of the plot. It's fun, that's a fun book too. We could do that at some point. But the he he. he I've read something where he's being interviewed about like all you know, those things true that you wrote like all these weird, really weird things about using lemon juice to get grease stains off of a stainless steel kettle or like weird crap like that. And then say, yeah, I definitely look all that crap up. That's all real. So the pint of blood thing probably has some validity to it. I mean, I think if I drank a pint of blood, I'd probably feel pretty sick. It's, I mean, it, cause that means you lost a pint of blood. <laughs> That's also that could good. be someone else's blood. Well, I think it's of your own
2: blood. I think
0: yeah, that so. makes it better.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, would you I get sicker okay. or is it like sooner if it's someone
1: else's blood? A vampire? <laughs> no, then you just feel great. It makes you stronger. So they form the Fight Club, and they have the rules. And of course, nobody obeys the first two rules because every week there are more people. Everyone talks about Fight mm-hmm. Club, but all the time they will only they whisper it. So wh- you have to whisper about. Fight I guess club. whispering isn't talking. That's yeah, yeah. That's it's technically that's how that works. technically correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: that's what he meant.
1: <laughs> nobody. You could either shout or whisper about Fight Club. No talking. No regular <laughs> volume.
0: So the Fight Club just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then Tyler comes up with even like crazier things. He decides to give everybody homework assignments,
1: right? And well, then
0: and this is the start of really a movement, Project yeah. Mayhem. Yeah, exactly. But
1: well, before we get into that, let's talk more about this Tyler character because he's super interesting, and he has all these. He has. Whereas our main character has this, you know, very traditional kind of job that you wear a tie to. Even though it's a weird job, going into the car crashes and stuff, he goes to an office. It's still an office job. He has a computer and a desk. He has a boss, and there are memos. Like he had, there's a photocopier. He has a very nine to five, stereotypical kind of job. And now he's living in a squat,
2: or not even. A, I guess not a squat because they rent it technically. But it's, yeah. it's basically like a
1: dilapidated it's quarter house, almost like it should be shut down. And in the movie, I think they exact they make they. Make it more explicit how decrepit the house is, like the water, the electricity goes out when it rains kind of stuff happens in the movie. I don't remember that in the book. I remember it was, it was bad. I don't know if it was that well, bad. They, well, the most important thing in terms of the narrative technique in the book is that in the house, in both the film and the book, there are piles and piles of old like reader's digests and TV <laughs> guides and stuff, and he finds an that, article yeah, about yeah. like organs. It's a series of articles. And it's like, I am Jack's kidney. I do this. Just, or
0: I am Jack's angry pancreas.
1: Well, right, but then he starts to use that throughout the book. and, and That's just,
2: the best line in the movie. It was like, I am Jack's complete lack of surprise.
1: <laughs> and his boss is like, what? what
2: the fuck are you talking about?
1: So that, that, that's why some people, you know, since the narrator never has a specific name, he, people think he's Jack or people call him Jack because that's what he calls himself often. But that's totally not his name. No. I mean, it might be. See, there's a Fight it's Club, equally, too.
2: Is there a Fight Club, It's too? a
1: graphic novel. Did Chuck Palahniuk write it? Palahniuk? Polanick. It's not like Colonic. Did Chuck write it? Chucky Chucky P. <laughs> uh, Chucky P. He did. did. I didn't, he didn't draw it. I don't believe. But I, I just read the Wikipedia for it, and uh, apparently in this one he's not called Jack. He's called Sebastian.
2: I don't like that. I'm not gonna that is that. The, like. Is it the same guy?
1: Yeah, it's like ten years later. I'm not gonna. That I'm not gonna acknowledge back. that.
2: That's. I'm gonna say that's a retcon, and I'm not gonna. Retcon? You never heard that term, retcon? It's like a, maybe. It's like when in like long series. And they'll write something in a later edition and then say, and that's like, oh, by the way, that's what it is now. Like it changed something from an earlier okay. book. It's a retro con
1: conversion? conversion,
2: I guess. Yeah. it's It happens a lot in like long series. And right. Like sci-fi. comic books and things like that. that are, yeah. A lot, a lot. Especially comic books because there's like so many different writers and stuff like that. So it's like, by the way, this is what it was now. It's like that's not the way it was from before. But all right. So, in my head, his name will never be Sebastian. I like
1: the idea that he his doesn't have a name. His name is always going to be Ed Norton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I like that. He, I think there's a point that he doesn't have a name, right? That he could be anybody. He could be. He's kind of just he is of the, any kind of regular he dude. A, mm-hmm. He's a faceless mass person. That's kind of the point. But he's a little bit crazy. ah uh-huh. uh, Beer. Jimmy brought this. This is a little crazy. By Revolution Brewing. Also, there's
2: a Red Fist, and it's Revolution Brewing. Yeah, there's, is, like, so many layers, man.
1: This works a lot. This is a Belgian-style pale ale that is 6.8% alcohol. So I guess Belgian-style pale ale, the real difference, aside from using perhaps slightly different malts, is the yeast that's used. Belgian yeast tend to produce more flavorful kinds of things, more, more like, different flavors, things that might be bubblegum or the banana bread Bel- kind Bel- of Belgian flavor. Belgian beers are, like... My favorite Belgium is like the wild west of beer. I think like all sorts of weird shit in Belgian beer. It's like it's like their national export. That and waffles, chocolate.
2: Oh yeah, I guess chocolate.
1: Uh, and also uh, World War Two German trademarks. <laughs> they had a lot yes, of those
2: they do have a lot of those. Still never cleaned them
1: up. It's really weird. Yeah, those lazy Walloons. <laughs> walloons. <laughs> that's that's the term. Yeah, it's just weird. And the Smurfs. I think the Smurfs are Belgian. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm like okay. 100% sure, which means 50%. Mm-hmm. It could totally be wrong. I mean, they're from Albuquerque. But I think that's the, the first I think of Belgian. So, so this, I, without, I have not sipped it yet, but I can see it's a very light golden color. Uh, I expect it to have a kind of spicy, faintly hoppy taste to it.
2: It is it slighter is than other Belgian ones I've had because it is a IPA, Belgian IPA or whatever.
1: Well, it's just a PA. No, it's just pale. Oh, okay. Well. So it's less hoppy. Though there are Belgian IPAs too. Not too many of them, though.
0: There's something kind of spicy in it.
1: Belgians have that
2: spicy floral scent and taste to them. It's kind of like, yeah. flavor! <laughs> Engage! It's the Guy Fieri of beers.
1: They, they wear their sunglasses on the back of their head.
2: Yeah, that's so you and, can, you know, the people behind you can see them, so you know that you're going to get blind going into Flavortown.
1: They also have gout.
2: And gout. Like Guy Fieri. <laughs> Does he have gout? No, I don't know. He, he looks like it. He might have fucking gout, I don't know.
1: This beer is so money. <laughs> Here, that's, that's Guy Fieri talking about this beer. <laughs> the flavoration is off the chain. If you, you drink it like this, like... Ugh. <laughs> mm. Ugh. You gotta put half the glass in your mouth while you sip it. Have you ever watched, if you look online, GIFs? I know Nate's gonna tell me it's GIFs. It's uh, GIFs. It's GIFs. It, um, Gifs.
2: I, in my head, I say GIFs, but I know that it is GIF.
1: It's wrong. It's stupid. The English language is flexible. The man who
2: invented it said it was GIF. I thought he said GIF. He said GIF, but he's wrong. Fuck, I had him backwards. I don't know. Nothing is real. It's GIF.
1: It's kind of a a theme in this book, Jimmy.
2: I know. This is very fitting.
1: But there are whatever you call them. What is it generated?
0: Graphics interchange format.
1: Yeah. GIFs of uh, Guy Fieri eating.
0: Graphics interchange format.
1: Okay. Giraffics. (laughs) Any GIFs GIFs of giraffes are called GIFs.
0: That I will accept.
1: (laughs) 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 I'm glad we made progress on that. Uh, so the gifs of a uh, Guy Fieri eating, but backwards, where it just looks <laughs> like he's pulling the food out of his mouth. <laughs> wow, that sounds really weird. <laughs> but super funny, because he like shoves his hand, like he'll take like a of like sandwich. Goes, he does, he fists his own mouth. And he, he's like, oh, because he's eating, especially on uh, Triple D, Diners Drive and Dives, he's eating like, here's a, a Reuben sandwich made with this 27-hour smoked uh, whatever and, and homemade sauerkraut and this sauce, and like this like super decadent sandwich, and he'll take like a little piece and... Try to get it all in his mouth in one bite. He has to shove his fingers in. You know what? That's Honestly, that sounds like the greatest job in the entire world. But you have to be a douche. You don't have to be a douche.
2: Speaking of Flavortown.
1: let <laughs> this beer. Jimmy, brought this. Oh, my God. I can smell that already. Like marijuana almost. This is McKellar Running Club. Did you pick because? Because uh, it has club in the title. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the only reason. This is a Pilsner. It is four and a half percent alcohol, and it looks like my fucking urine. It is when I'm you what's going to come out of my body. Urine, Look dude, at that. that color. That is pea color.
2: Like uh, that's not light. It's that's pea very light. That's a light
1: pee color. It's like a light lemonade color. I shouldn't call it piss, but it's a really, really light, kind of cloudy color. Right? It's, it's not perfectly clear. Not crystal it's, clear. It's very light. So it's a pilsner, which is the original light beer. Ooh, it does smell like weed. Right? I'm not imagining that. No, it smells 100 percent like weed. That's a, and it's it. Must be the hops. The hops. Yeah. No officers. It's just hops. Sometimes Heineken smells like weed to me, too, though. Pilsners kind of have that grassy smell. I don't like pilsners. They're fucking boring to me. Yeah. This is... I mean, I get why they'd make a beer called running club. I think, actually, the uh, brewer and was a, with, a, with a track. Like, he went to college on a track scholarship. <laughs> like, he's a runner.
2: And now he's chosen the opposite path.
1: Well, he might still run. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Gotta keep that beer gut off somehow. <laughs> This tastes like a Pilsner to me. It's hard for Pilsners to be special. Yeah, I mean, usually so McKellar's like... got some crazy stuff. Yeah, this is kind of... Eh. Kind of baseline. This is the basic bitch beer. <laughs> it's a pumpkin spice latte beer? Yes. Now that you've told me what that is. I think it was a couple episodes ago. I had to, you had to explain pumpkin what a Pumpkin spice it... latte? No, I know what those are. Uh, what oh, a basic, basic bitch. bitch. Yes, yeah.
2: I was really confused. I, I, was, I didn't know why you didn't know what a pumpkin spice latte was. <laughs> Not that I've ever had one, but... I've never had one is. either, actually. That's because it sounds terrible. It does. Nothing goes together like pumpkin spice and milk. (laughs) And and coffee.
0: I drink coffee, but I drink coffee. Not in milk and spice form? I don't need pumpkins or spice in it.
2: Uh, What kinds of spice would you say you need in it?
0: No, I don't.
1: (laughs) 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 Do you think they use ginger spice in the pumpkin spice That's a pretty sporty spice. I mean, to not have ginger would be scary. That'd be a baby move. Posh people drink this all the time, I think. (laughs) That's record time. (laughs) (laughs) No? Well, yes. it's, there's such strange disparate things, coffee and pumpkin, but when two become one, <laughs> it, it's pretty intense. Wannabe. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: exactly. Bazinga. <laughs> so they form the Fight Club. Oh, yeah, we were talking about what Tyler's weird job is, and then we started talking about Guy Fieri. Um, Tyler is the, quite, is the total opposite of the narrator. He's the narrator is like a tie-in desk kind of job. Tyler works as a projectionist, which is a dying art, uh, in uh, theaters and also does random jobs as a a, catering gig. uh,
2: He caterers and he makes soap.
1: Yeah, he's a a total hipster in the making soap element, at least, that he makes rosemary, jasmine, soap and stuff like that. Yes. But he works as a projectionist at movie theaters and his way to make it interesting for himself is he splices in one frame of hardcore porn into G-rated Movies into every movie, right? But, but also the G-rated ones. Like you don't even—it's enough. It's one sixtieth of a second, so you don't really notice it. But <laughs> but people people feel unnerved <laughs> somehow.
2: So what just happened?
1: I wonder if that's true. Is there like a subliminal effect of that? You can see a frame and not really be sure what you saw, and you but and you probably just forget about it by the end of the movie. You
0: can also just totally miss it. Yeah. It can go right you by. Can, you can 100% I mean, just not, miss it. If you blink
1: it. at the right time, you're
2: not going to see it. It's not 60, because back in those projections were what, like 24 frames per second? Well, he specifically
0: in. says
1: 60 in the book, though. Yeah. Like just, 60 frames per second is like a new thing. I know. That's like the, the that's Hobbit. Like,
2: yeah, the Hobbit made
1: everyone sick because it looked too real. So even this 124th of a second, that's still remarkably fast, or yes. 130th or whatever it was. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's hard. It would be pretty hard. You can see if there's a frame off, but you're like, wait, something was wrong.
1: The actual reason the Hobbit made people sick was because it was a pile of shit. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, I had had heard that, yeah. I can't hear myself. So the frame thing, maybe it's only 24 frames instead of 60 frames, uh, but that's like, that tells you everything you need to know about Tyler Durden, right? That he's into mischief and destroying things and fucking shit up for his amusement, because he's bored with the world.
2: He's like a cool guy, anarchist kind of thing.
1: But not really an anarchist. Yeah, just
2: more of like a, not like for any political motivation, just like, I want to get
1: freaky. He's Like a nihilist. He's Like, I don't believe, fuck everything. He believes in nothing. Well, I believe I'm not (laughs) saying. Well, that's like, you know, your opinion, man. (laughs) But as I was reading this now as a 30-year-old man, I felt like this is who actually is interested in anarchism. I felt like this is what a grown-up who never really looked into what anarchy is thinks it is. Yeah,
2: like what it is.
1: They just want to break everything. the, The
2: idea that we have heard about anarchism, where it's really like, it's like hippie collectivism. Yeah. It's like, we don't need the government, we'll just have communes. It's like, that's not really the punk rock burn it all down thing. It's just like, hey man, we don't need people to tell us what to do. We'll
1: help each other. Yeah, I think it might be true, but yeah, this is not like. But but reading this, like this, you know, he's like an anarchist. That's he's like the stereotypical anarchist. He likes to just fuck shit up, like he pisses in the soup at the you know at the. It's really it's it's, it's it's
2: in addition to anarchism. It's just like you know, like fuck the rich kind of thing.
1: True. Yeah, he'd he'd be a Bernie bro. I don't think he'd be a Hill Dog fan. No, he would not. He would not be a Hill Dog fan. I mean, he certainly wouldn't be going a uh, Trump 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 supporter there. You never know. He might be a Jill Stone guy.
0: No, probably Gary Johnson. He probably be Gary Johnson. Be hey,
1: Johnson. Hey, all right. But Gary, yeah, Gary Johnson's a minimal government and Very minimal. most pot. <laughs> <laughs> no government, just weed. Johnson. And who was the other guy?
2: They lost. Weld.
1: William Weld, yeah. Bill, Bill Weld, Welled,
2: yeah. Dude, you voted for them. How did you I did vote? vote for him. I don't know what his name was.
1: I mean, <laughs> when you vote for president in this country, you're really voting against something else. Yeah, I guess. Unless you feel super strongly about something. Every vote is a protest That's why I vote. I vote for Grandpa Al every time. That guy's been dead for like 20 years. He's still you got to write him He's in. Still running. He's still right. running. Better than any man alive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> still on the ballot in Chicago. <laughs> Grandpa Al Munster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, isn't that that's a cheese, isn't it? Monster. Uh,
2: Al Munster. Yeah, I believe it is. Monster is a cheese. His that brother.
1: Was... Jeff Camembert. <laughs> 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 Vice Vice <laughs> President Gorgonzola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tyler Durden like fuck shit up for fun. I don't know if it's even fun. It's just for lack of care.
2: But he actively mean, he fucks en- shit up. It's not that he enjoy does it. Care.
1: He does, though. Like, it takes time to splice a frame of, you know, massive dong into a movie.
2: Not just a regular dong. Well,
1: so they talk about, like, it's a four-story four, foot, four story dick, you know, a four-story... Because he's talking about the, the movie, yeah. you know... The, the it's not an thing. actual four-story dick. That'd be impressive. You would die. Your body couldn't produce that much blood. <laughs> <laughs> a four-story vagina like a cave. Like, it's pretty gross and graphic. He does that on purpose. He totally cares. He pisses in people's soup. Instead of being a shitty waiter and just not being good at his job, he's actively bad at the job. Yeah. To people who did nothing to him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, the that bothered me. The pissing in the soup and farting on their creme brulee and stuff. While it's funny when you're 15. Farting on the creme brulee is, <laughs> is less
2: like, like, oh, there's... Like, pissing in the soup, yeah, but like... Farting near
1: food is like not as uh whatever intense. whatever thing it was in the book. You're know, like well, that 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 absorbs the smell. <laughs> I think he did fart on
2: the creme brulee. He farted on something.
1: <laughs> and they're throwing boogers and things and jizzing and things. And I, I that's not that's not cool. It's a dick move. It's a huge dick move. because like, you don't like the lifestyle of those other people. Because you don't like that they play the game that society has of you know get a job and buy a well, house. I guess if you're the, and
2: the kind, and of, 1K. kind of kind people that be into this thing, then
1: you would be against mm-hmm. that. But that but. But instead of trying well, to like, I think you persuade care if it's being people, being it's cool wolf. to just piss in their food. That's not cool. No, it's
2: not cool. But he's, you know,
1: it's he's not going to care that it's not cool. <laughs> but it's just it's just shitty and mean. It's not like the whole point of Fight Club wasn't to be mean to people. I mean, it was to hit people. Well, but that's, that, why it was did, that's why they started Project Mayhem. This one, it's yeah, close not, close this enough. has to do with Project Mayhem. Sure, Shadow Figures by Common Roots. This is an American porter that is made by Common Roots Brewing Company, which is in New York, South Glen Falls, New York, wherever that is. And uh, it is that's, five and a half.
2: That's right near uh, North Glen Falls. Surprisingly, West
1: Glen Falls is pretty far off. You don't talk about those people. Just like Fight Club. <laughs> so it's an American porter. It is It is really, really, really black. Super strong coffee flavors. Mm-hmm. A little uh, chocolatey, but mostly coffee is what I'm getting. Yeah, I don't. This
2: is This is not something that I ever want to have again.
1: I don't love it. But it's okay. This is very...
2: Co- this is almost like a, I'm having a cup of coffee. But
1: there's no coffee in it. This is not a coffee beer.
2: I mean, a lot of these don't have actual coffee in them. They just have a weird coffee flavor that just develops due well, to the style or something. Well, some of them do. Really some of like them coffee. actually do have it in it, but like I, f- I feel like a lot of the dark
1: ones just taste like coffee. they got that vibe, that kind of flavor profile. I think... Oh, the, because when you dry the malt... like So when they take malt, right? It's like a, a wheat, right? And you have to get it to germinate and start to sort of seed and then you stop it by drying it and when you if you dry it over a high, if you dry it over high enough heat it'll blacken it'll da- it'll kind of roast and the darker and stronger that roast is the darker and stronger flavors of that are you going to get in your beer so they probably use a lot more of those dark roasted malts so it's the roasted stuff that gives it the coffee flavor in this case yeah and also the chocolate flavor chocolatey kind of flavors there's so many different types of malts and then they could you know just the slightest addition or modification of you know going from 10% of the malt is this to Twelve percent can make a huge difference, depending on what you're what you're adjusting there. Yeah. So, like making a beer recipe for this kind of thing is really complicated. I've tried to do it; and it's like overwhelming. It's easier to just steal someone else's. <laughs> there's like All tons right. of great recipe books out there. Yeah, I couldn't begin to go about making one up. Way easier to drink them, it turns out. Very. <laughs> so, what is Project Mayhem?
0: So, there are a lot of things in Project Mayhem. First, uh, Tyler gives everybody homework assignments. Things are like, go get in a fight. And lose. And lose. Go do this. Go do that. And it's just like kind of random things that are just kind of a little bit crazy. But then it turns into... Go buy a gun. Yeah. Go buy a gun.
1: Yeah. That one wasn't in the movie. And then everybody trade guns and now go report your gun is stolen.
0: And then it turns into practically like Tyler's army. It de- turns into... It's a cult. It is kind of a cult. It, it definitely turns into a cult because in order to get into Project Mayhem, also known as Tyler's army, you have to like stand outside for days... Well, people just like abuse you the whole time, and only after you've gone through this whole ritual. Of I mean, this this speaks to his
2: Zen master thing from earlier. Yeah, for this sure. is a thing that they do for Buddhist temples. If you want to be a monk, you have to go and sit there, and they'll come out and say, "Get the fuck out of here!" And You're not hit worthy. You with stuff, go away, and you have to wait for like days, and they will just treat you like shit and tell you to leave for days.
1: But you don't know that that's what's happening. You, they, I what mean, they're I guess tr- now they know. But what, <laughs> you, what the point of the Before exercise the was was yeah. to say.
2: You have to prove dedication. That you
1: really want to be there. You like. Believe fully. Uh, and Tyler is kind of making this shit up as it goes along. Yep. And it gets more and more involved. And, and so they convert the basement or whatever in their rented house into a barracks. <laughs>
0: Just build mm-hmm. a bunch
1: of buck beds. And the guys have to come in and they have to bring, you know, black boots, black pants, black shirt, and burial but it's money. it's like two
0: pairs black pants, two pairs black shirts, two pairs. Like a very, it's the exact same number of things that. Uh, the the main character had in his suitcase at the beginning of the book.
1: Ooh, yeah, I mean, yeah that's right. Shit, not interesting.
0: Yep, and and anyway, so that this do sort you of read like a lot, Nate. I do <laughs> Pick in up fact on details and shit. How do you know? <laughs> it's not and like I talked about that before. The audio
1: book said it really loud.
0: <laughs> I read this one. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Actually, I read it twice, like in a row. <laughs> no, no, once <laughs> a couple years ago. <laughs> once last week it is a it is a
1: i've read it twice as well it is a good book and we'll get to how different it is reading it the second
0: time yeah for sure we should probably and then at some point so tyler's army just gets like bigger and crazier and then it turns out he's starting new fight clubs in other cities and chapters everywhere and things clearly get way out of control well they
1: like, find out that there's no there's other fight clubs in the same city on different days yeah. first and then they find out there are fight clubs what? in other cities.
0: Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, I'm Saturdays. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: it's, 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 it's growing like cities? virally. They're
0: franchising. It, that's actually <laughs> yeah. the exact word he uses in the book. They're franchises because going back to the whole consumerism thing. But anyway, and then, you know, the main character realizes this is getting really, really weird. And then he calls Marla. And oh, this whole time he <laughs> thinks Marla's been sleeping with Tyler. And he calls Marla. And Marla, what do you like? What's my name? And Marla says, what the fuck are you talking about? No, what's my name? And he goes, You're Tyler. You're Tyler Durden. And that's when he realizes at that moment he and Tyler are actually the same person. Well, he
1: he gets the clue when he goes to, Tyler sends him to go to some place. And he, and they sound like, You city. were here last week, sir.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was at a bar, right? Yeah, one of the other. Because
1: yeah. he wants to. they want to find out they've been intimidating police chiefs to like, stop yes, investigating like it the by the cutting their has balls off. So
2: big that they are now. Actually, a national force to be reckoned with,
1: and their strategy is to find the you know chief of police. They tie him down, they pull his balls out of his pants, and wrap him up in a rubber band. And they're like, oh, "We're going to cut your balls off if you ever try to stop it." And then later on, it's pretty clear that they've actually cut off some people's balls. Like there are balls in the fridge that they hold on to, and the whole thinking being like, the thinking being, if you ever try to run for some other type of office, we'll mail someone your balls. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we'll f- the people will find out we you don't have your balls. <laughs> You don't have balls.
2: That would really disrupt a
1: run at something. That would be bad.
0: That would be big news, yeah. Yep. So...
1: What a sorry sack that guy is. (laughs) He's got
0: no balls. So this is definitely a really key part of the book, because he realizes, uh, the main character realizes that when he thought he was asleep, or when he thought he was being being an insomniac and kind of couldn't sleep, in fact, Tyler was sort of, his alter ego was taking over his brain... And doing all this other stuff. There are, once you read it the second time, you realize there are so many hints about this. Just so many different hints throughout the thing. It's practically every page.
1: It it starts on page one. Yeah. By the way, I'm pouring us another beer. This is the other, another one Jimmy brought. This is. What is it? Platform Beer Company Kettle Sour Series The Ghost Inside, Ghost Style Strawberry Pear and Tart. This is going to be a weird one. It is. I'm just looking for. I couldn't turn down the title. That's like that's very like, light, 4.2 percent alcohol. So, the, the the I noticed it. I mean, I actually knew Tyler when they were the same person because I seen the movie first. Yeah, but me too. reading this now as a better reader than I was the first time I read the book. The beginning, it's like you could do this because of this. I know this because Tyler knows this. It says it on page one, and there's yeah. You don't of really them. understand
2: what that why it says that. Well,
1: it's just you just assume it's because they're so close. They share information with each other. Just because they're
2: friends. Close. This um, lists all the ingredients on it. Look at that. Grains, hops, yeast, adjuncts. Interesting.
1: I like this actually for a sour beer. I thought, was, well, this is this a is kettle sour, which is different than a standard sour, which accounts for why it's not quite as intense.
0: It's still pretty intense.
1: It is, but it's sour, but not like I don't feel like
2: like puckering until I form a black hole with my mouth.
1: I was I was thinking the exact same thing actually. Yeah, <laughs> because sometimes sour beers
2: are just like so over the top. This is this
1: is. This is under the top yeah. kettle. Kettle souring is so most sour beers is they add you kind of like make a regular beer and then you add some sort of funky yeast to make it sour. Kettle sour is you. The yeast makes it sour. Well, the yeast is it's always the yeast, but it's when you put that yeast in that is makes it the a difference. particular. There are many, many different strains. Genre brands. of yeast. There are many. So basically, there's certain types of yeast that will produce lactic acid, and that is, like and when it, you exercise. Yes, and that is pretty sour and gross.
2: So if you ate a person had just exercised, it would taste like a sour beer?
1: I don't think it quite works like that.
2: I mean, we'll find out.
1: <laughs> but the kettle sours, bef- so be- before you actually even make it fully into the beer, they boil the stuff to kill off any bacteria, but just enough to boil it, not to actually do the full boil process that it takes to make a beer. Hmm. And then you add, you keep it warm, like 100 degrees, 110 degrees, hot enough that it will really f- stimulate the funky yeast that you choose to put in there. And then when you boil it to make the full beer with the hops and all that shit, it kills all that. And then it's, you just... Do whatever you want to do at that point. Other sour beers, because of they add it after the fact, it will continue to change and perhaps get more sour over time. So kettle sours are a little fresher, more meant to be consumed right away, kind of thing. And it's called the ghost inside because of uh, yeah, it's a haunted Tyler. Tyler so is haunting are
2: you. kettle. One's always sour, or yes,
1: kettle sour is a, is a good subgenre. So you can't have a kettle IPA or a kettle you could have a kettle sour IPA, I suppose. Or, so that'd be a strange style. I mean, I'm sure I've had a sour IPA. We must have had one at some point. No. And yeah, I mean, you don't really yeah. see, most sour beers tend to be light colored, but I'm sure you can find a sour stout somewhere. So while they're busy franchising out making fight clubs, Project Mayhem is expanding, and they've turned the entire house into a soap factory, and yeah. they're stealing fat from a lot of soap. Because soap
0: isn't actually soap. I mean, it works as soap, but it's also dynamite, it's also nitroglycerin. It right. also works as an explosive.
1: That's the thing that he's like, I know this because Tyler knows this mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Another good Tyler. Uh, Quote, uh, two other ones that come to mind. One, then when people start asking about Tyler Durden, when he starts to develop like a, uh, a reputation that, you know, he's like a mythical character. Like, Is it true Tyler Durden only sleeps one hour a night? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also there's a part where Tyler Durden disappears for a while. Yeah. And he sends the main guy in a bunch of errands and he's like doing these things because Tyler told him to. And Tyler's like, you need to go to, go to this guy and put his balls in rubber bands and scare him. And he said, I am Tyler's voice. I am Tyler's hands. Mm. But, in the context it's like because I 'm doing the thing Tyler told me to, but yeah. actually it's all there telling you a whole all along the you know the book that they're the same guy
0: and even earlier than that, so when he when Tyler and Marla start sleeping together, even though it 's really him uh Tyler whenever Marla comes into the room, Tyler's gone he literally it 's described just as you know when Tyler disappeared when Marla was there, so I had to talk to her, and when Marla left, Tyler came back in and it, it is very like neatly they they're not in the same room together. When someone else is in the room,
1: and Tyler's always like, "Get rid of her!" Whenever he's talking to said the they
2: they're not allowed to be in the same place, or don't talk don't talk to me about her, don't
1: then. talk to her about me, and
2: do oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, they're never in the room at the same time. Whenever one leaves, the other one comes in.
1: Great, great in sex line by the way is when she says, "I want to have your abortion." When they're boning, mm.
2: they changed it in the movie to, uh, "I haven't been fucked like that since
1: grade school." That's um, that seems worse to me. Hmm. Yeah, and these days, yeah, yeah. Hashtag not me too. Yeah, she's definitely not Catholic, so it's okay. So Project Mayhem, getting crazy, and once he realizes that he is Tyler Durden, whatever you know, the narrator's name is, he wants to stop it. So, Speaking of explosions. Well, he's trying to stop himself, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous, and mm-hmm. you realize, you realize that this whole book, this whole character is perhaps the definition of insanity. It is definitely. Which is a beer I don't know if we're going to like, but Nate, you brought it. I mean, you could explain why, but I think it's pretty clear.
0: Yeah, because this book is insane.
1: It is by Threes Brewing. We had something of theirs a while back. Would you say that it's insane in the membrane?
0: It is insane in all membranes. Okay.
1: This is a Foudre fermented lager. What? Foudre. foudre. You're just making foudre. you're just making sounds with your face. No,
0: it's it, it's right there on the can.
1: Foudre. Okay. Foudre. It's French. I don't understand say it. It's not Foudre is what it looks like. I think it's we 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 looked this up before. Foudre. Foudre. Sure. Foudre. Foudre. So, a foudre is a really big oak barrel. That's what we it is. What is it for? Um, it cre- it's used in winemaking primarily, but now beers have started oh, using right. them.
2: yeah. I was like, what do they
1: use oak barrels for besides whiskey? Like, uh, um, of course. It's just a really big one. It's bigger because a barrel is a standardized size. A barrel is 33 gallons. Whereas mm-hmm. a foudre is kind of just a giant barrel. And they're used for a variety. Is it different of- from a cask? I'm not sure. Well, cask ale is a different thing. That's like served out of the barrel. Oh, uh, okay. And hand pumped out at room temperature, and it tastes like warm. So what do you think?
0: It doesn't have a much of a strong flavor compared to some of these others. It's pretty
1: beer...
2: It has a hint of the oaky stuff? There's a hint of something different the s- in there? It smells differenter than it tastes. Differenter is a word, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a word or word than other words. It's okay. I mean, it really just tastes like <clears throat> kind of like a light, generic beer.
1: Well, it's a lager, so lagers tend to be lighter flavored things. Lagers are not... I mean, that's those are the two main types of beers, are lager and ale. I mean, I really don't
2: understand why this, of all beers, is considered titled The Definition of Insanity.
1: Well, I think it's because of what they did. So lager it tends to be a crisp, clean, poundable kind of beer. They're not very strong. And then they brewed it in this French oak cask thing. That's kind of a weird kind of juxtaposition. I so guess. maybe that's what they're referring to? Yeah, I guess. It's Was also it their anniversary, anniversary beer. anniversary, yeah. So maybe this, the making a comment on opening a brewery is also insane. know yes, oh. that's hmm. certainly true. So Tyler Durden, uh, sorry, the narrator, decides he's going to stop Tyler Durden. And he's stop doing what you're doing. Don't do it anymore. It's wrong. And all the things I told you
0: to do, I need you to stop.
1: And everyone's like, "You told us you'd say that." Yeah. No, no, I meant it. I mean it this time. You told us you'd say that. This is really a bad idea. You told us you'd say that too. You've got to mm-hmm. cut off
0: your balls, and then so they won't believe him.
1: He is—he has, has set himself up that yeah. he can't undo this. He can't this like domino rally of insanity. He or can't more like stop it now. the
0: Tyler half of his personality has set it up so that he cannot stop them.
1: And all—and t- Tyler wants to remake society. He wants to go back to basically being hunter-gatherers.
0: Start fresh. When men were men.
1: There is an element of that. Mm -hmm. Like, imagine, you know, the kudzu vines covering, you know, the uh, Empire State Building as we hunt deer in Times Square. Is that the I Am Legend? It's essentially, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, kind of, Mm -hmm. yeah. But that's what Tyler wants. And people are drawing, you know, making jerky on top of Rockefeller Center. He wants to just unmake everything and go back to living like fucking Neanderthals. Which is dumb. Oh, yeah, I don't really understand why I mean it, the consumerism thing, right, is
0: we're slaves I mean, it, to it's, our it's products. just
2: like it's an extreme reaction to consumerism. There's or, definitely a middle ground that could have been taken. But
0: I, well I I think I think Chuck Pelinick is trying to say both the bad things of consumerism and sort of the and, and maybe capitalism itself, but he's also when he forms the the Project Mayhem, how it's really just sort of like the alternative to Consumerism, but it's really like fascism. It's very much like it's very much like an army where you don't have any individuality and everyone is just. Um, you don't even have a name. Yeah, you don't even have a name. You Unless only say you death. only have a name when you when you die, right? Like Bob. His name was Robert. Paulson. But it was mm-hmm.
1: o- the movie did that differently. In the book, they just say yeah. his name. But in the movie, it's because it's a, at the same time that was a chant. Ed, Ner- Ed Norton is like, no, they're like he is dead. And he's no, this man had a name. His name is Robert Paulson. And one of the other fucking space monkeys is, I get it. In pro- in life, we know one has a name, but in death, we have a name. And then they're just ch- his name is Robert Paulson. They're all
0: just chanting. They become mm-hmm. these drones. They're like the Borg. You know. So okay, maybe perhaps Chuck Palahniuk is trying to say, you know, even though consumerism is. Turning men into little girls. It's also the the alternative. The hyper masculine of the hyper masculinity of fascism is also the wrong thing to do, because that was the reaction to it. But it's clearly also not good.
1: Mm, Like maybe balance is a decent idea. Hmm, The middle way,
0: which is of course another Buddhism
2: thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the middle way is. The, uh, the extremes of asceticism and absolute luxury, neither of them were the way.
0: Oh,
2: ah, got to follow that
1: eightfold path somehow, right? Buddhism, yeah. I, that. Yeah. I almost brought a beer called, because I, I was thinking about it, that it's anarchy, and I have a beer called No Rules. I was like, that'll be perfect for Fight Club. Like, Actually, it's nothing but rules. Yeah, there are yeah. two,
2: there's two main rules.
1: Well, there's the, <laughs> the Fight Club rules. There's like five or six Fight Club rules, and then there's also Project May- Mayhem rules. Like, everything's extremely ruled, even though it seems like it's totally, you know, outside of the law. They just replace it with a new set of laws and stupid crap. Yeah. Which is dumb. Which gets us to our last beer. Nate, you brought it?
0: Well, this beer isn't dumb, but... So this beer <laughs> is called... That's our... This beer is called Down to Earth, and it's by uh, 21st Amendment Brewery. But on the front is a uh, chimpanzee dressed in a space suit who's clearly come back from a space capsule. So he's a space monkey. Literally, he's a space monkey. And uh, Tyler calls all the people in Project Mayhem. He calls them. Space monkeys,
1: but he, there was a reason for that. It wasn't like just one of his quirks. It, had it was about th-
2: the, uh, the first monkey shot into space or something, like the uh, going
1: out into exploring a new way of doing things or some shit. I forget what it was. I mean, all those monkeys that just shot into the shot into the desert and let die. Well, yeah, you know, fuck those monkeys. So this is
0: a—it's
1: uh, an IPA. a session IPA, clearly.
0: Definitely not very strong. Well, yeah, session IPA, four point four percent alcohol, which is clearly the lightest thing we've had all day. Forty-two yep. IBUs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Forty-four IBUs, which I mean, forty-two. Considering it's sort of a high number, but it, it, uh, but not that high. But it really, I can't taste really any bitterness at all for so an IPA. That's really not much. No, so it is a still a very light IPA.
1: Yeah, you could taste just a hint of, It's a little bit of a but not much grapefruity kind of hop taste in there, but not much. It does have a really nice picture on it. Uh, it's, it's a cool picture. Beer, some of the some of the bottle and can art is just it's like obscene. a whole art form unto itself. We haven't had any uh pipe works lately, but their cans are just absurd. Quite. And uh Clown Shoes has really good art.
2: Clown shoes that one's that's some crazy stuff.
1: So how does the book end? Tyler has this plan like they've been making dynamite and they're going to blow up a whole shit ton of buildings. Now in the movie they're gonna blow up like their credit card companies. They're gonna blow companies. up all the credit
2: card companies so that everyone's debt gets brought back to zero.
1: So maybe he would have been a Jill Stein fan if uh, Yes. Hmm. <laughs> in the movie in the book I don't think it was that explicit. I think it was just destroying it's just,
2: shit. It's it's like I don't remember. I don't even know. I don't even remember if it's like one building where it's like it's one large building or a bunch of buildings
1: but they're just going to fuck shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's mayhem. Chaos. Yeah, mayhem. Exactly. And then Ed Norton's character, the narrator, he threatens to shoot himself in the head to kill Tyler but Tyler's like talking to him and I think and Marla's also there and she's like
2: Mm-hmm. She shows up at the end.
1: Who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah. He's shouting, arguing with himself. You know, I'm going to kill you. You can't kill me. You'll kill you kind of thing happening. And then he tries to shoot himself in the head, but he, like shoots out of his cheek, right? Isn't that what happens? I mean, in the movie, that's what happens. I'm not sure. Now I'm getting confused what happens.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm getting confused. All I could picture was the, was the, the bullet movie.
2: coming out the side of his neck.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Marla shows up with well, the argument, and she brings with her the support group people, and that makes Tyler disappear. And then, mm. you know, because it was, you know, Tyler is uh, the main character's hallucination, not Marlo's hallucination, so he disappears. And then they are waiting for the bombs to just explode, but because Tyler made the bomb shitty, he put paraffin in it or something. The bomb doesn't explode. Like, yeah. So the bomb doesn't explode, and then the narrator decides to make his, deci- his own decision to kill himself, and he tries to shoot himself in the head, but he fucks up, and he just wakes up in a mental institution but he thinks it's heaven. He thinks he's in heaven. He's like, oh, people come to visit me. And then at the very end, some like orderlies or something reveal that they are members of Project Mayhem. And they're like, oh, it's so great what you've done, sir. Your work continues. And we you know expect you to return soon. And that's how it ends, which is very different than the way the movie ended.
2: I don't know if this is actually true, but I remember seeing something about them interviewing Chuck Palahniuk about... The movie, and he thought the movie had a better ending.
1: Well, the movie ends on a kind of more optimistic. I mean, I like the ending of the book, but it ends on a more optimistic note. In the uh, The bombs do go off. The bombs go off, but also and Tyler's also kills gone. Kills Tyler. <laughs> yeah. By shooting himself in the neck. And and then it plays that sweet Pixie song.
2: That I think that that movie exposed a whole new generation to the Pixies.
0: It was certainly the first thing I had ever heard from them. Yeah,
1: and then everyone heard. Well, it was the first generation exposed
0: to the Pixies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: for the handful of college students in 1986 that were listening to them. Yeah, I mean, they've got like four or five good songs and everything else is just Weird. absolute garbage. If you've seen the movie, you've basically read the book. There's slight difference at the end Mostly. there. Which, if you take one step you forward get, get in the, the movie... You get the gist for it. But if you think about the ending of the movie, like, the next day... All those Project Mayhem guys are still going about whatever their assignment was. So for him to unmake that is not going to happen anyway. So it's kind of the same really thing. really to
2: unmake an anarchist movement.
1: Full of drone space monkeys.
2: Especially once they've been told not to listen to you.
1: Yeah, about you. It's, it's, it's quite brilliant. <laughs> I thought it was a really fun book. Tw- two times I read it. And I actually liked it so much the first time I went and read, at that point, every other Chuck Palahniuk book that was out.
0: Hmm. I've never read another one of his stuff. I haven't read his other stuff either. But this is the kind of thing that normally for me would be too weird for me to like it. But I really liked it. It wasn't that weird, was it? I mean, it's weird enough. I mean, I had also already seen the movie, so I knew what I was oh. getting into. But I ended up really liking it, even though it's it's definitely odd.
1: It, all of this stuff has a weird transgressive dude. element to it. There's always like dark elements of society, and then just a combination of weird things happening. You know, like here we had the support groups and the anarchy thing and the fighting and the soap making. Like all these like, weird threads drawn together. He has that kind of thing in all of his books. But this is probably, it's certainly his most famous and probably his best. Though the one that came before Survivor is really, really good too.
0: Okay, so what beer won today?
1: Well, in terms of names, I got to go with definition of insanity. Because that's what really the main character did, you know, demonstrated.
0: You know, I kind of think hole in the head. Because he's definitely not hole in the head. Same theme, but I think that's better. I'm going to go, with, for names, I'm going to go with hole in the
1: head. Can I actually revise mine? I'm going to say a little mm-hmm. bit crazy or whatever because it was also by Revolution Brewing and there's also like a and Revolution Brewing and the thing and mm-hmm. the fist it's of the It's got that many it layers that apply to it. That had everything. It didn't have Belgians but it had just about everything else. It was a Belgian paleo. Taste-wise, yeah. I, know, I know what Jimmy's going to say. The Stranger. Yep. I also definitely liked that one. <sighs> that was fantastic I wasn't like was I, I don't think I was thrilled With anything I liked Hole in the Head It's a really nice double IPA I was disappointed in some Disappointed in myself But I'm gonna have to, go to Hole in the Head Was my favorite one to drink So Fight Club Worth reading worth Fun reading. book totally it's makes me weird. want to go read more I think there's a few Chuck Palahniuk books that have come out since I went through my fit and read everything he has a few years ago I think I'll go find the other ones now and you know give us a shot because they were fun they're just weird so join us next week when we are reading a book
0: Something Wicked This Way Comes
1: by Ray Bradbury in the meantime you could uh, if you liked what you heard or even if you didn't like what you hear please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you found this podcast just uh, you know round up to five stars if you're a little too lazy or please leave us a comment that'll be helpful for us and follow us on Twitter at Drunk guys BC, as in Book Club, or tell us what you thought.
0: Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. All right, thanks for listening.